Welcome to this episode 44 of the Northern Invasion podcast. And for the first time in a very long time, for longer than my old brain can remember, um, I'm I'm not here on my own with just one other person. Um, we have a full house. So uh, as ever, you have myself, Stu West. We have uh, Dr. Scott Smith. Evening all. We have um, the... King of the North, Liam Watt. Evening. And we have Master Watson. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so everybody's in. So so there we go. Um, I don't know if it's the first. No, it's the second episode of 2020, isn't it? Or maybe even the third, I don't know. But it's the first one we've all been together for a while. So so I suppose a hobby update, a hobby update. Uh, what have we done? I've done very little as ever. Um, I've been traipsing around with new jobs and travelling about the place. So I've done little hobby. I think since the last episode, all I have done is uh, Bloodseeker Palanquin, which I built and painted in this hotel room. I'm living in Squar at the moment. I'm... I've, we've taken taken the podcast on the road, and I'm uh, I'm in a premiere in. I think this is night number sixteen or something ridiculous <laughs> that I've been in this room. And uh, there's there's McDonald's wrappers on the floor, and there's pot noodles in the bin, and there's fucking oh, hang on, hang on, there we go. Look, clockwork tangerine, but I've only got four cans. It dodgy. Uh, so yeah, I'm basically you're. Uh, I am Alan Partridge. <laughs> Aha! <laughs> so, Watch no, out for those I've farmers. Not taken, <laughs> I've not taken to taking my own plate down to the all-you-can-eat buffet yet, but I was tempted once or twice in the early days. Uh, before now, it just makes me feel ill every morning. But I'm, I'm onward and upward from tomorrow. I'm Well, onward and downward, I'm going to the, uh, the, the travel lodge from tomorrow. <laughs> so... Uh, I may complain about this Wi-Fi dropping out and I might disappear, but at least there is Wi-Fi in the Premier Inn. Um, so, yeah, there you go. I, I built and painted a Bloodseeker palanquin. I went to an event down in Newcastle last week, to the Warlords event. Um, and so I needed I needed to do that. I took a, I took my, my narrative list, which I'd brought down for the Northern Invasion narrative, and, yeah... It's uh, it's pretty shit, but we'll maybe talk about that later. Uh, what about yourself, Scott? What have you been up to? Well, as usual, I've not painted anything for absolutely ages. Um, I have built most of a Bone Reaper's army between me and Rich, which are kind of joint venture that we've, we've been doing so that he doesn't sell it, basically. Um, and I've played a couple... Well, yeah, I've built most of it. Um, I've got a few different... I want to try and take it to Fall the Old World, and maybe even Heat 2. Try and take the same army to both of them. So that's like March, April. Or, well, no, they're both in March, aren't they? They're two weeks apart. Middle of March, end of March. So aim is to get an army for that. Um, I've, also, I've got backup plans, obviously, but I want to try and get this, this new on, on the table. Um, played a few games with it, and uh, don't know what this Petrifex fuss is all about, to be honest. Um, 
Yeah, we have we have got a question. Uh, we we opened the door to questions. Oh, the first one is a, a question saying, um, "What's the steps win loss ratio for Petrifex OBR?" <laughs> so, so, so do you give us a hint on that. Who's that from? <laughs> I'll give you a guess. <laughs> It's from your 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 Mr. Pain. <laughs> yeah. So so go Mr. on. What, pain what, in my ass. So elaborate. Elaborate. Well, I've I've got a nice zero and three record with my uh, Petrifex. Two of those were against Rich, and his uh, filthy Phoenix Guard army slash Flamespire Phoenix army. So yeah, so they're quite good. <laughs> they don't die. Yeah. Has he got 90, 90 of the Phoenix Guard? So, he's, so the first game we played, that was my first. It was my first game with the with the Bone Reapers, so it was a little bit slow and clunky. Um, he had four Flamespire Phoenix and three small units of Phoenix Guard and a, and a couple of units of Sisters of the Thorn, I think it was. Uh, and it was more about the four Phoenix just buzzing around and and uh, being hard to kill and kind of flying over you, doing five mortal wounds at a time. Um, so there. They're, they're very annoying. Um, everything's got a four plus kind of after save. Apart from the sisters, obviously you can kill them quite easily. But um, and we had a good game with that. I think it was only one point in it in the end. So and I realised. <laughs> so to, to further clarify my zero and three record, the two games against Rich, I, I subsequently realised I I'd, I'd done myself short of ten Mortec Guard in each game <laughs> compared to what was on my list <laughs> because I wasn't. The army wasn't fully built by that point, so I was proxying in like witch elves and, and plague monks and stuff like that. So um, I realised later that I'd, I'd done myself out of ten more tech guard, which would probably been the difference between a, a win and a loss. I'm saying here, so breaking news. Um, <laughs> and this, the, the middle game was against John Harper and his and his zinch, his kind of non-filthy zinch, which has still got plenty of uh, shooting and, and magic. The witch, so. the witch fire coven. Well, no, kind of his, his two point knot, which doesn't have the didn't have the formation, but it's got kind of shooting arcanites and horrors, which mm. still shoot at you and lots of magic and stuff. So you you can kind of mortal wound me off pretty pretty well. So that was a uh, so that's my own three Phoenix Guard Zinch and then Phoenix Guard again, which the the third game was the ninety Phoenix Guard three times thirty. <laughs> um, Actually, no, we didn't I'm play playing that. 120 of them on Tuesday. Are you playing? Is he playing? Is he playing 120? Yeah, he's he's bringing the full 120. <laughs> um, did we play? No, our third game wasn't with that. Our third game was I was using Grisselgore. He used a 90 against me. So anyway, I lost a win three. I can't remember the third game was against probably Rich. Oh, it was it was Rich against? He had a, he had a kind of yeah a mixed cities thing. So anyway, yeah, I hate Phoenix Guard. I hate I hate Flames by Phoenix. Um, but they're quite good, so more people should play them. That's my that's my thought. Mm-hmm. So, what about yourself, Liam? Hobby? Oh, you still mute? Not much. Not much. <laughs> there he is. Uh, live, live right hobby. now, painting some uh, Bone Reaper heroes, magic decks. A lot of magic decks. So, played a bit of Song of a Fire, nice. It's kind is, of, is, are you enjoying it? Yeah. I hear good things good about it. It's really, it's, it is, it's a much uh, more balanced game, would I say? Is that maybe the word to go for? Definitely a lot more balanced. More cartful as well, I'd feel from, feels like the choice of characters you have in it actually change. Uh, I'd quite like, I quite like this, obviously, like a non-combat unit 
section that happens at the side of the table, which can obviously affect the board. I kind of feel like in AOS, maybe that's what the god model should be doing rather than fragments of their bodies being on the table. Because again, the Gash, Aladiel, or the new Teclas are not ever going to be at the po- same level as they are fluff-wise. They'll never fight to the same level or tell of great stories of what they've done like they do in the story, uh, the lore. So they should maybe just not be a piece on the table. There may be like a off-table uh, effect that they give your army different things or such and such. Rather than... mm. well, that could be interesting. Kind of like allegiance abilities, but obviously if you chose Nagash, you'd obviously have effect. Same idea with Neferat and that not being on the table, because they're like these gods that like, well, they are very much avatars of a god level characters. If they were off the board and they gave an effect based on their them being inside your table for you, rather than um, like you say, comparing Narcan's Bully perversion to his version when he's a Legion of the Gashes, chalk and cheese, isn't it? Like, it's yeah, complete difference. Yeah, yeah. You definitely get better value for the uh, the Bone Reaper version. But again, is that just because the Legion of the Gash book's too old? Um, yeah, oh, it'll need a new book, definitely. I think, I think we'll get one this year. And they might just do what they've done for Chaos with that Wrath of, the Wrath of Chosen book, or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. If any, you've got that or? Yeah, I picked it up. Well, you pick up everything, but. (laughs) (laughs) You read it. This has got chaos in it. I've I've already read the rules bits at the back. Um, It seems good for Nurgle. I definitely see a Nurgle ever being on the table. It's free boltons for Nurgle, isn't it? So it's good for that, good in that sense, and it it buffs. It's got some buffs for the others as well. Um, I still think the Nurgle Demon stuff maybe needs to get cheaper. If they don't get a new book, I definitely think Plague Drones could probably be like 170. Yeah. Or, yeah. and then well, Plague Bearers getting... beat them would be a bit cheaper when they're small, big units. I was getting excited about the Drowned Men, thinking, oh, this is cool, like Gut Rot, Blight Kings, kind of pirate ship mm-hmm. dudes, and if you can make something cool about that, even with like the, 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 maybe the Magoth Lords as well, things like that. I mean, of course, it, yeah. it, it does give everything a buff that's got this Rockbringer, but it's more focused on the. Um, what are they called? Puscoils. Uh, Puscoils, yeah. Which obviously they yeah. don't, they, they, we don't see them, so there's a reason for that. But it, it, it kind of because they're too expensive them. model, exactly. price of model tra- you, as well. Because they're what forty five for two. You try and write a list, and it's just like ten models or something. Like that, you know? um, the demon stuff looks good. Um, but yeah, one. I would love to get a. I'd love to get an Urgle arm on the table with updated plague drones and things. I think they'd do, be totally sweet. Yeah. Having a four up ignore save all of a sudden is gonna be a Yeah. Big thing for them. The problem for them is is their magic's just weak compared yeah. to everyone else's. And the summoning's terrible as well. Yeah. It's better in certain ways, but it's more limiting because of obviously they've probably not an effect of how the new territories work for Nurgle. Because uh, yeah. they're tiny compared a lot yeah. of them are tiny compared to what they were. Yeah, of course. I've not played that for a long time actually, yeah. Um mm-hmm. aye. No, it looks it looks it looks fun. There's there's definitely um, things you'll see and a bit more flavour to things as well. So, mm-hmm. what about yourself, Mister Watson? Hobby? Um, nothing. 
<laughs> been borrowing armies and playing games. <laughs> We're inspirations for the community, aren't we? At this rate, <laughs> I've built uh... and painted a palaquin in one night, and, uh, and then the rest of us are just playing other games. And uh, yeah, I read a bit, I've done nothing. <laughs> it's probably going to be in bits and spurts for me for a while. Um, I've got a lot of uni work on at the moment and uh, work, and yeah, just. I've uh, split myself far into far too many pieces this year, so hobbies have uh, been kind of put to the back burner for a bit, but I'm getting the odd 30 minutes to an hour to sit down and tickle a model with a brush, but yeah. I'm looking forward to point elves still. I think that's again is that is that the is this this is the window for every year we have this humdinger section of books where the events aren't pouring in yet for obviously people to talk about and because we're only one event in scotland really we're only one event in we obviously have our second one this weekend two in the north uh, though right there was that one down in mm-hmm. yeah i went uh, to newcastle last week newcastle week. yeah oh, you've newcastle, been everywhere but it's not, <laughs> you've been it's everywhere not, it was one this weekend everywhere. as well <laughs> we should mention your uh your trip down under yeah, yeah, it's it's on the list. I oh, bet sorry, you've not even sorry, seen the sorry. itinerary, have you? Sorry, <laughs> I did. See, we, we, we really, we really, uh, I don't know what's the word. We're really professional. We've got a, we've got a, have a, a schedule. I have it in front of me now. So no, and I have to say as well that um, for my first time in my life, um, I, well, it was prompted in a way by uh, Warlords last week actually, and my third game, I. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it maybe briefly later, but I played against KO, and I got absolutely smashed. Uh, and they were so good, like the new. Oh, is that new... what is, is that why what's happened in the last <laughs> yeah. two weeks for me then? <laughs> yeah. So coming away from that, I was thinking all the way as I was driving back up, uh, I had like a three-hour drive back up the road afterwards, and I thought I was thinking about I really should get that KO army painted and everything, and then I um. And you know what I've been like, I was trying to do it as a slow grow and I, I wasn't really in love with it. And then I managed to find an up and coming uh, commission painter from, from the, the north of Scotland. Um, and, uh, and, and, you and mean some chump is what it's going to be. <laughs> if you get it to be sooner, I could maybe even have it ready for Fall the Old World. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, uh, I've, I've not been home. You know, I was talking to Scott the other day. I've I've only actually been in my house for two days since Tempest. And then before that, I think I was only home for about five days after being away in Manchester for a week. So I, th- I think I've only spent about seven days in my house in the last six, seven weeks. Um, You'd spend the money that house was? You'll go back to like a, a pool of sea water just I know, the storms and that, you know? My friend was deploying sandbags for me the other night. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he went round for me and stuck them on the on the doors, but no. So so thank you very much, Liam. Uh, Liam's gonna Liam's gonna build and paint me a, a KO army. So um, I've got a job in Aberdeen in a couple of weeks, so I'll bring it down for you. I can maybe post you a few bits in advance, but yeah. So the first time in my life, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play with an army that I've not built and painted myself. I think I'm getting too old for it, and I just don't. No I'm just not. I'm not going to be able to get it it done. So I thought, well, I might as well have the options. So no, that's great. Thank you. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Hobby. Hobby. That's my hobby then for the next. It's not your next <laughs> <three episodes. laughs> It's good. not a particularly competitive list, but it's it should be fun. 
Okay, well, there's hobby. So, um, there you go. So, so we've got an interesting and exciting segment now, which should only take a couple of minutes. It's called <laughs> "What's Good and Why." <laughs> so, so this uh, this is fun. So, so I'm going to put you on the spot first, Scott, because you've probably not read the itinerary. <laughs> so, Scott, what's good and why? What's good and why? Flamesborough Phoenix, they're good. Why? <laughs> they don't die. <laughs> they fly over you. Well, they do die. And they, what's good is they don't. They haven't come back to life yet, so I can't bitch about that. But um, no, they, they're uh, they're a hassle to play against. They. They uh, come into you, they pin you for a wee bit, and then they fly, they fly away and, and uh, do mortal wounds. I think it's, stuff. I think it's more that they can retreat and do the mortal wounds. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think they should do it as a part of a normal move rather than a, a retreat. Like if they retreat, they can't do it because again, like you say, they could just tag something and then next turn just yeah, off they fly go. slightly over it and. And the, if you fly them as a little uh, squadron, then you're then you're taking stuff off. You know, you're taking even like, well, Arkan didn't last long. He got he got he got uh, dive bombed. Um, Arkan, yeah, Arkan's too soft for them. Yeah, yeah. He's good with protection of the gash on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, anyway. so that bombing run thing where they burn you with the tail is that any move? Can they pile in over you slightly and do that? How does, how does it's it during the movement phase. It's uh, not normal moves. Yeah. Oh, okay. And if you do kill them, what does it come back on? On a four plus. Four plus. Four plus. All right. Which for Rich is astounding. He hasn't rolled it yet. I haven't killed that many of them, but my God, he, he, he <laughs> rolls four problem. pluses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. So, so go on then, Nathan. Nathan, what's good and why? Um. Oh, I don't know. Stone Me. Horns. Stone horns. <laughs> go on. Why are stone horns good? Because they win events. <laughs> Is it because they count as 10 models? They do count as 10 models. Unless they're dead, then they count as none. But even on one wound, they count as 10 models, don't they? Yep. Do you think the 10s mm. may be a bit high? No. <laughs> is, is that because you're playing them? Because you're playing them, yeah? Because it's a 10-model army. And uh, it takes... But and, but other armies could be 10 models, and they only count as ten mo- actual 10 models. Then you probably shouldn't play that army, then. <laughs> Like, you know, it's, if that if you army talk about came models, you wouldn't you wouldn't play that army. Well, that's like, those but then they would argue that Archeon and what nine Varengard. Mm. But you can take Archeon and ninety Bloodletters if you want. Like you don't have to take uh, the Varengard and Archeon. You could, you could take if you're, about, if you're talking about theme, that's the point. That's that's the argument. I do understand the theme of the cow army and all that. I do think the ten models is maybe just a bit. I, I think well. it's all. I think it's almost going to that place where uh, it goes back to being wounds within range. I think that's hell. That's uh, that's quite fair. I think it's the shame is not one mission should degrade. It should be on the monster table, and as they oh, take yeah. wounds, the value degrades. I think that's what yeah. it should have been. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that that could do it. That could be all right because I, I mean. I've, I went to CanCon and Sean, who came with me, was was playing uh, more tribes, and there was one little tale. I may get this slightly wrong, but as I understood it, he had say a unit of three ogres, um, and and there was an iron an iron got uh, within holding an objective. And he was charged by two Arachnorok spiders, who killed the the gutbusters, like the the gluttons or whatever they're called nowadays, but. Even though there were two Arachnorok spiders, 
one uh, one iron, whatever they're called. What are they called? The ones with the big iron fucking, guts. Yeah. Iron guts. One of them was still within six, so he held it. Um, so there was one iron gut and two full health arachnorox spiders, <laughs> and the, the iron gut just held the objective, which is pretty pretty good thematic. But you can see why uh, yeah. the said arachnorox spider uh, general <laughs> might have been a bit. Well, you can guarantee because we're seeing more 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 pics of like stock orders, this Sons of Behemoth book. Yeah, stuff. You can guarantee they'll be it's, the same. It's part of Hopefully. their allegiance ability. And unlike other combat armies, they don't have fight out of sequence and they don't have access to, to many bonuses to hit and they don't have access to many debuffs to make them survivable. Or summoning that, or anything like or that. Or summoning. That yeah. is their thing. Their thing is that when they're not in combat, they move faster and they count as more than one body. That That is their allegiance, no matter what way you want to look at it. So I yeah. think it's fine. And I don't even think that... It's easy to win games with that army either. It's actually stressful. Yeah. It's no, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's easy. It's just... Uh, it's something you've got to take into account when you're playing. You can't the just... The problem is it's it's strong in that all missions except two count mo- amount of models. If okay. not all missions were that way, it would be kind of fine. But out of 18 of them, at least 15 count models, that's the issue. I'd yeah. That's my thing for it. Yeah, I think it's strong in the sense that up until this point, armies have got away with taking a couple of cheap, crappy units that they rely on to hold objectives so that Mm, they can pump all their points into the rest of the army. And then when that little cheap, crappy unit can no longer hold an objective against one monster, they start to lose objectives. Just take into account. It is a shameful when it's like a Maw Crusher versus a Stonehorn, and like you say, the. Stonehorn, obviously, even being smaller model-wise, is should they ju- should they just now make like monsters that have heroes in the back count as two models? Would that be a? It's not that, obviously cleaning everyone else's. It's that more just... crusher has the ability to move twice, fighting the hero phase. Ah, that's if it takes that legion. Um, no, well, I'm just saying it has access to that. Whereas the like as part of their allegiances, like yeah. even Bigwa can get access to the fight in the hero phase by taking an iron fist and uh, using the command ability outside of it or if they take a mega boss general they can do that ability once for for free as well if they go iron jaws they can fight out of sequence and smash them bashing they get access to debuffs teleports art boys just efficient are awesome yeah so like efficient. the mod crusher might only count as one model on an objective but they've got so much other stuff that that army lacks so i think it's fine and i think it's really good and that is why there you go. So what, what about yourself, Liam? What's good and why? What's good and, and why? And don't, don't, don't say Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> uh, what's good and why? Well, God, put me on the spot then. Uh, <laughs> what's getting your juices going? It's not Song of Ice and Fire. What's good and why? Soul Scream, bitch. Why? Because it makes every army have the capabilities of moving way better than what they could prior. It allows any army to teleport because every army has access to wizards due to allies. It's probably... I still think it is probably one of... I just... I, I, unnecessary endless spell. Because endless spells... Like, I like the, what they were talking about. I sort of listened to this last day that some endless spells 
obviously in the lore have like names. So there's like a purple sun that goes around and just eats dragons in one of the realms uh, and things like that because obviously it's just a dick to Abdi, uh, which I think is quite cool. And I would yeah. love like a, I would love like again I like the is it caged colossus? Oh yeah, was the, yeah, chain, the, the chain the colossus, the mission. chain colossus. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was that's an awesome, awesome uh, mission. It never obviously gets played now because it's seen as being out of the the window of the 18 that we play with. But again, it's endless spells, I think, are... Pardon me. Uh, too, like, again, some of them are just too easy options to... like They make a good army just go that next level of good for very little cost. Mm-hmm. Right. Full screen bridge is good, though. Nah, I think that's good. I, I don't really have any... Oh. No, I, I have. I haven't actually played against it. I was, I know I did play against it. I played against the Masters, against Lee's Living City, and no, Hallowheart. But again, it's just because it allows you to, there's like jumping with it and then coming out of combat, and obviously you don't count as retreating, so you can shoot and things like that, and it just allows these guardline armies you see from the cities books that exist. I think it's fine inside of cities, to be honest. It's not the hardest thing to zone if it's a 12-inch range. Even that, but then look at the Skaven one for as well. Skaven one was fine, and it took a tactical genius to play that army. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't at the same time, because again, it just allowed armies on turn one to reach people that they shouldn't have been able to normally reach without. Without the spell, yeah. And it's yeah. a problem that they're going to run into balance-wise um, when they've got when years right and book, years yeah, and years of say. War Scrolls. But yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way still. I'd actually really enjoy Endless Spells as a mechanic. And yeah. yeah, some of them might be a bit nigh, but I think uh, I think we might be approaching, I don't know if we've got time to talk about it, but we might be approaching the sort of... Uh, boiling point for the community when it comes to stupid crap in the game and Tio is beginning to, to comp so. stuff. I think we are. I think comps uh, comp, comps round the corner if uh, the books keep going the way they're going. The community's, like the, the, the community team and the rules team definitely seem like they want to fix problems quickly, but it's getting to the point now where people are spending a lot of money to travel and go to events, and I don't think it's responsible or even... Uh, Funny, or yeah, like, like, it's, 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 it's not it's, it's not fair anymore no. to have a weekend ruined by something that's maybe a little bit too stupid and definitely preventable. But there's always something that'll get through, Nathan. That's always even with comp previously that was an eight. There was always something that got around it because it, it again, I, def- I, def- better if you're, I definitely don't if you're think we should something. play. With, I definitely don't think we should play with books without an FAQ. I definitely no. don't think we should be able to play with books. See, like I'm on I'm on the fence with it because yeah, if too. we didn't play it without the FAQ, then it wouldn't have highlighted. I don't think you should play it at a hundred player GT uh, before the FAQ. Well, what if I think, what, uh, again, other side of the coin is what if uh, there wasn't a, a heat within that sort of time frame? If that, if that have... heat wasn't at that window, they would have released the half-assed FAQ exactly. that they'd done that was released I know, there. I know what you're saying and I know that it's easy enough to like, but from a competitive player's standpoint to spend probably the best part of 200 quid to go away for a weekend 
just to beta test a book's rules oh, yeah. we, we, for the community team. We are all playtesters, so that much is clear. Yeah, that's what I think is a lot is it, but you, you say that everyone's a playtester, but isn't that only if you're playing at that you're only if you're playing at that level? Because again, the same argument happens where, like, I obviously saw that folk were saying I, I saw after the weekend that Petrofex Elite still at sixty percent win ratings, which and then has won the most events since its release for an army. But then everyone whinged that at Heat One there was like no Petrofex Elite, or Petrofex Elite got beaten what right. a turn on got, stream. It's Twice. a direct yeah. counter of an army though. Direct, you can you can yeah. put together a more direct counter of an army than the the sort of hodgepodge Petrofix elite lists have just been smashing up normal but armies. Again, is, until but that again, point. is that is that the way that it should? Is that what you want them to do? Just every time, so like the Zinch are, are mental right now, but it's like it's okay. Elves are gonna the new elves will come out and they'll just completely push them to the side, and no one will play Zinch because obviously of the. I think that we are intelligent enough as a community to maybe look at the book when it comes out like how, who looked at the zinch book before a tournament and thought it might be okay it might be fine it might not be that bad i'm sure i'm pretty sure it's going to be okay i think we should just have this event and see if it's as bad as everybody says it is i'm pretty sure they could have went nah it's a problem let's not do it and yeah. uh, People would have Which, only wasted one week of time because who's again, going to, a, heat, who's going to again, heat one what do you, and decide what do you to do? pick their army the week before the event? Let's be honest, nobody. So if you so. Uh, if you were them for Tempest, then Nathan, for example, what would have you ruled to fix the Zinch? Again, like Petrofex Elite, you just ban Petrofex Elite, and that's fine. That's just how that works. That's I think if easier was, way than if, trying if to. If I was looking at the Zinch book, I would have probably haven't seen the problem with the Zinch book as to not. I would have probably ruled it to play with the old book because people that were preparing to take a Zinch army to Tempest were preparing to take an army to Tempest before that book was really a thing because list submission was literally the day the book came out. So I, I would have probably have played it with the old book. haven't seen it. Scott, a, but for future references, Scott, change all your list submissions to Friday night so then they never <laughs> have the opportunity of a book. Yeah, I know. No, I was I was I was interested to see them to give it a chance. I, I felt like I, in the past I've done a two week submission, um, mm-hmm. just just to try and get lists, even even just making a list document. You know, it's just to get things properly formatted and yeah. and blah blah blah. And okay, give a bit give a bit more of a, t- a window a buffer. Um, but I was quite keen to drop it down to a week and see things pan out. You know, it's uh, it was kick off of a new year, kind of like a new season almost and. I don't know. I know what you're saying there's, there's there's arguments both ways. Um, yeah, I don't it's know. Just if you yeah. look at if you look at the people that took Zinch armies, I'm just thinking from a competitive player standpoint, and it's fine from the outside looking in. Or if you go, oh, not everybody's a competitive player. At Heat the one, every Zinch single work. one of the Zinch players finished top twenty. At Tempest, yeah. every single one of the Zinch players were on the top two tables, at, or top three tables. The, on the second day, and I'm pretty sure they all finished top five. So, the people that took the Zinch armies that we saw took the Zinch armies to win. And from a competitive player standpoint, when I knew that Zinch were included, and I was talking to JP and the community, and I was seeing what's happening with the Zinch lists, I was incredibly demotivated going into Tempest because, in theory, I don't stand a chance against any of those armies with anything 
when you look at those rules. So for me, it did take a little bit of the shine off of the, the hype of the event because I was worried about when I was going to play Change Host. And I think that that is a problem that we're starting to see um, more and more, at least people that want to go on podium. Because John's list was just from obviously yeah. my experience of it. Oh, yeah. like, it was just the same. I just didn't play Warhammer for five turns and just watched a book do something that I can't do. Like, not even that it's it's just the... His list was about controlling a lot more than what the change was. Obviously, uh, JP's list was controlling by not letting you retreat in that. But John's mm-hmm. list controlled you by just not letting you do anything. Because obviously Kairos's control, Belakor's control, and obviously the ability to just throw units about the boat. He didn't obviously have the teleport, but he still had the ability to summon, so these, summon yeah. these Lord of Changes that people go... Oh, it's just a lot of change. We're like, it's still not because they do a lot of damage. You may argue they they don't, but they still have the ability to unbind two spells. That if they roll a six, they auto unbind your spell unless you're also rolling a twelve with bonuses to cast. See, see, I think we've strayed into what's good, Zinch, and why because it's a bit bent. <laughs> Zinch is it's, it's uh, still it's just good. Poorly, it's just poorly written. They've just they. Think it's better they now. All eggs are in one basket. Think it's no. better now. No, no, because it didn't fix any of the things that were the problem. It did. The F- it, de- F- it definitely is not as strong as it was. You can't just say that it, it hasn't done anything. It definitely has done. It still didn't touch the outlying issues. It didn't touch the outlying issue of the Duplicitous host retreat no retreat. It didn't touch. It, flavors kind, it kind of has the Duplicitous host now. You can only swap the one unit. It's. It's still a pain, but it's not as strong as it was when before. Like I obviously played against both the Eternal Conflagration and Duplicitous Host, and um, the amount of stuff that you could teleport across the board uh, with two teleports was really oppressive. Especially when you started to take into account that they didn't need to just take corners; they could take flamers as well. So I, I think, think that I do, th- I do think Change Host needed to fix. I still think they should maybe be capped to the amount of flamer units they can take. Maybe and Pain Corners are capped They're not Battleshock immune anymore as well. So they're they going to need to have are. a hero like, close by. The immune Battleshock thing that a hero still gives is just still too strong. And I, I, from obviously I play an army right now that doesn't take Battleshock checks. That's fair play. But, but think about you you just put both crawlers into the one hero that's ho- that's within six inches. Because it's not going to be the Lord of Change, by the way. Because the Lord of Change can't afford to be that close. It's going to be a hero within six inches. You just shoot the hero off. And then when you fight the horrors that are no longer minus one to hit, they need to take a battle shock test. How am I fight? How am I shooting? Because it's all they do is they pile into a way you that they screen, cra- you screen your crawler so that they can. You can't screen your crawlers because they summon into you. Because they, yeah, can, they can't jump summon in. that quick. They can jump into you, folks. Because if they split a pink, they split they split the pink into two. They can't points, finish with the three other side. Of you yeah. If they didn't charge you. If they didn't charge me. Yeah. If they if they didn't finish within three inches of you, um mm. at the end of their piling they can't split into you. So it can be screened off. And what you're gonna need to start doing is people somebody's gonna need to make movement trays that have less than twenty six inches between the models because what people are doing is they're killing their pinks to create blues, then they're charging the blues in between the twenty six inch the uh, twenty six mil gap so that they can get through your screen. So there's a business for somebody. And start making movement trays that are 24 inches apart, but uh, 24 millimeters apart. But you can definitely screen it right, off. I'm, I think. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm going to play quickly Mummy. move us on. I'm going <laughs> to move us on. I'm going to move us on. We're going to speak about Zinch all night. So I'm going to tell you what's good. Because I've, well, I've, been, I've been thinking about it. There's a few things I was going to say. One thing I was going to say was Chicken McNuggets, because I just bought nine and got ten in the box, and that was pretty good. <laughs> Why did they say uh, you only had a nine box? You I, I got a nine box. You get a oh, because I also had one of those grand Big Macs that I felt a bit but greedy also, But you also get the 20. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm already having a McDonald's baby sitting here in the in the, uh, in the premiere. He's moving it on from Zinch and he's talking about his nine chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, but I'm not going to say that. They're, they're, I'm torn between two things. I was going to mention KO and flying high and being able to shoot out of a garrison boat but i'm not we'll talk about that another time uh i'm, I'm gonna say that um that dark fantastic mills and and brew dog not brew dog uh, yeah the brew dog distilling company are good and why because they're uh they're, they're helping me with this event on sunday <laughs> in that uh, brew dog have given us some bottles of gin to give away to to players um not that we condone or encourage um Sort of like, uh, what the fuck's going on with my brain? Um, <laughs> drinking in, got not in moderation and all that shit. It's going right through me. Um, and then also Dark Fantastic Mills because uh, uh, Gary's working with us to to make a, an epic sort of table with the Dwarven Hold stuff. Um, oh we, we're going down awesome. a row of tables, so we're going to have Dwarf a... that Dwarven Hold stuff. Yeah, so it should be quite a sight. And uh, and also Gary uh, from that Fantastic Mills has has knocked up some. You might have seen the uh, Northern Invasion best sports trophies, and they oh, look yes. really good. Yes, our logo. So thanks to him. So there you go. That's good. That's why. Um, we'll have more on that next week. I'm gonna take some pictures, tweet them, and all that business. And Gary's agreed to come uh, and do a chat with us next week. So if anybody's free to join us to tell us about how he does his designs and, oh, and yeah. his motivation cool. and doing uh, trophies and scenery and I'll stuff. That. So, yeah, that should be good. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we've kind of touched on this, but the next thing we were going to say was uh, Tempest and the thoughts of the TO. So is there anything on reflection that you want to say, Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few things. So we were... So this is like about, what, a month ago now or something? It's almost... Yeah, pretty much a month ago. It's Time's just flying past. We've not talked about we haven't even talked about masters properly to be honest but we've been pretty sloppy but anyway tempest uh was was i thought it went well um zinch aside but i'll come back to that um 44 players which is great the joint biggest event scotland's held <laughs> along with northern invasion last year um uh, i think i had 46 the year before no the, the rankings that says 44 so I don't know. oh okay fair I'm enough sure not. You, you must uh, be right you must well no right. i didn't double check it i just quickly checked it was jp's thing anyway who cares it was great um it's been it's grown year on year tempest so that's that's excellent yeah, it's good. um and there was a bunch of new players this year as well which was also excellent so that that was all lots of ticks um as a player it was very good so yeah, there you go. I enjoyed myself, even though I did shit and came <laughs> mid-table obscurity. Um, it, it was good. It was good fun, and it's always a good atmosphere. Uh, and it's yeah, well put together. You always have a swag, good prizes. Uh, it's always a good atmosphere. There's yeah, socialising. It's it good. Was, it was yeah. it was a good weekend. Enjoyed it. Um, there was no there was no real dramas. There was a, a, it's, it's a different event to masters masters where there was more sort of questions and and kind of 
couple of tricky situations to try and sort out, but there wasn't any like a tempest. Everything seemed to go well. Um, on, on the Zinch side of things, um, yeah, it's obviously Zinch was second, third, and fourth. Um, and but there were three slightly different lists. You kind of talked about that earlier. There was JP with his <clears throat> duplicitous kind of horrors and stuff with some flamers. There was Lee with his lots of flamers and his configuration. And there was John Bayliss with his Guild of Summoners. So there's three different covens, three different types of lists. We've not talked about this, and I think it's kind of got lost in the internet a little bit, is um, John's Darkfire Demon Rift. Well, not just John, <laughs> um, other people. Well, there was one at CanCon as well that was, was doing there? exactly the same yeah. thing. So I, yeah. I, I didn't get the kind of... Uh, enough kind of information from from john is to keep a sort of tally going but at game one against um against gary dark fantastic mills um gary marshall he was playing his his nurgle cyst amongst other things um and tur- i think it was turn one but the first time he got the the, the spell out it might be in turn two or something um and i did tweet about this let me get it right here yeah so it, it did d3 plus 12 mortal wounds um in in that in that game and i think it kind of uh bounced around for a few turns doing that so it kind of Nurgle held out well but um but didn't but couldn't uh, resi- resist that in the end so um and it did I think uh well I guess Liam you played against it as well but uh, I don't know De- Demon Rift's kind of gone under the under the radar again it's no one's talking about it wasn't pl- wasn't played the heat it didn't get didn't get the appearance that I yeah. think obviously yeah yeah true because uh, nobody was playing John's version of it there yeah uh, which has like, the 10 wizards but like Richie, uh, Richie, what's his, uh, Michael, you know, just played Richie. He was talking about it before Tempest. He he was doing mm. similar things, and but it's just kind of gone quiet again. I think I again, I've also pointed it out when I, we did the list review show that this was going to happen. Yeah. And I got a message by John Bayliss the next morning saying, "Why are you telling everybody what this does?" <laughs> so, like, but if you <laughs> if you look back at the uh, Honest Wargamer coverage of CanCon, uh, Jimmy Page, who was actually staying with us, and we. He, he was in the car with me going. You stay with Jimmy Page? Oh my God! Yeah. Did you get an autograph? <laughs> <laughs> well, he uh, he was he he had the uh, Demon Rift, and this I think it's games five and six on the stream. Uh, you can see just how effective it was. So I, I mean, he, it was a part, big part of it. it was a big part of his game plan, yeah. and he was the same. He had a just looking at it, he had a change host, and he had a lot of change, Fate Master. Gaunt Summoner on uh, on discs, Blue Scribes, Fate Caster, Changeling, Ten Horrors, Three Flamers, Three Flamers, and then Two Tens of Brims. Uh, he was a change host. He had the Life Swarm because it was set in um, in uh, the Realm of Life. He had the Pendulum and the Demon Rift. So he's, his game plan and his strategy was very much getting the best out of that and um, and I don't think he was doing it to the same levels because he didn't mm. have as many um, casters, but he was certainly on D3 plus 7, D3 plus 8, um, and bouncing it through five or six units. So, Which is yeah. enough, to be honest. Yeah, it? it's a lot. It's, it's, what, I mean, it's, it's averaging it 9 to 10 a turn uh, to every unit it touches. And then after it's cast, the Lord of Change just unbinds it, which again wasn't a change in the FAQ. But yeah, but yeah it's massive. The Demon Rift is massive, but so, I know yeah. I've not heard much rage about it yet. No, it's, it's going to go quiet again anyway. So I uh, just, just wanted to mention that while we're talking about Tempest. Um, and w- while we're talking about Mr. Bayliss, uh, he, he is the new master, and we've not talked about that at all. Uh, the plan was to do a little episode with him, and I, and I still will, because I think I still want to get the views of the master. Um, 
going forwards and, and talking about the last sort of few months, blah, blah, blah. So we'll, we'll come back to that, definitely come back to that. It's just been crazy the last few months, just, just trying to get some time. Um, but still on Tempest, so um, so my, my, my good lady, uh, not, not wife yet, but uh, soon to be, um, she came <laughs> along on uh, Saturday and and Sunday Tempest as well. So she was, her comment was, oh, it's it's uh, it's good to see all the usual people, uh, you know, the same, I, I recognise all those people at the top table as, as top row as per normal, which kind of, you know, good players rise to the top. It's it's not always about Zinch or whatever. It's it, the, the right players were in the right place, to be honest. Um, now, whether that's because everyone reacts and takes what's, what's great or um, it's just good players play well and, you know, poor players play, play poorly and, Try to untangle that as chicken and egg, and, and and to kind of segue into to what you said about JP earlier, and he's doing this. Was same. anyone then in the top lot of tables for playing anything that wasn't released <laughs> since? But that's what happens. Uh, you know, the sixth book then. As much as you talk about AOS six meta, months. it's 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 people yeah. take what's new, take people take what's cool, people take what's filthy, and, and there's various combinations of those three things in every list. I think you know, it's people take what they want. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, the, uh, one of the one of the things with someone like Lee, who's got like uh, every army. Oh, he's got so many armies, and then he don't bin them off when no, uh, when it's no. done. So as soon as the meta comes back round, he just yeah, dusts it off and wheels it back out again. So he's, I think, if you stick with the uh, with the game for long enough, you it's like yeah. flares, really, isn't it? Yeah. Although flares have been and gone a few times in my lifetime, but there you go. <laughs> so, so the top. Ten top fifteen at Tempest is 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 no surprise. It's the right names, just in maybe slightly different orders, you know. But you know, Nathan, JP, Lee, John, top four, no surprises there. Simon, who's the sort of he's obviously a very good player, new new to AOS. Slanesh, yeah, he was fifth. He beat me. Rich, Hudspeth. he beat me quite horribly. Yeah, Rich Husbeth with his triple Durthu sixth. So there was, <laughs> you know, the good players were up there. So it's um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tempest thoughts. Final, final shout out. So we talk about competitive things all the time, but the final shout out would be to the, the other sort of prizes that went on there. So best sports, Grant Fraser. Um, yeah. No surprises there. He's. Uh, well, I've not played him yet. Great game. Yeah. He's, he's a good. I lad. had a great game. Got my vote. <laughs> yeah, nice looking army as well. And and we had, what did I put out? Five armies for uh, or six armies? Five armies for best uh, for best army nomination. And you'll voted on. And one of the new players. Um, uh, let me get his name right here so I don't make a mess of it. Here we go. Alistair Maxwell. He was a uh, he had a lovely Petrifex army. Um, he's, uh-huh. he's coming along on on. Has he, has he got badge game one? Uh, on Hammer. I, I can't remember. Is that him? I haven't, I haven't even checked I, properly. I, yeah. So he he got the best army. He, he just pipped Dan Ryan uh, and his lovely metal kind of uh, old elves that were he's had for years and years that. With the bane of Gary Marshall's sort of teenage years, by all accounts, um, <laughs> and they're back on the table <laughs> as, as a living city. So, um, and unfortunately, I think Dan suffered. For, I, I, I can so another shout out to Dan. Uh, he was kind of last getting his army set up. I think it's maybe game. What would it have been game four? Because I did it on Sunday lunchtime. I think his game four went quite to the wire, and he was maybe not quite as quick as others getting the his army up. And I put the army slips out to kind of. Uh, just get, just to be organised to start voting, get myself organised. Everybody had voted, and, and I think a few folk may have voted before every army was up. So that's that's a lesson to me to get that organised better next year. And he, and he may have missed a couple of votes. I don't know. And it, it was very close between him and him and Alistair. So anyway, um, yeah, 
well done to Alistair, new player, new player. So that was good to see him taking it out. Hopefully, we'll see a lot of him this year as well. So, so I think that's it for Tempest. It was yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to getting some games now myself. That's my kind of two month stint over. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, as I say, it was it was well received uh, by players. So thank you very much. It is appreciated by all of us who go along that you put in the effort and run these tournaments. So cheers. Uh, okay, uh, I, I was going to quickly uh, give a nod uh, on my tournament medley. I mean, if I had time, I'd have loved to have gone through people's games and talked about how cool everybody was. But I've I've spent very little time uh, not going and playing tournaments. I, I started this year and I thought I'm only going to get to play one or two because the way they fall, um, I have uh, personal commitments every other week. So it's always like a 50-50 as to whether or not I can... Uh, attend to tournaments or something so i booked a few big ones like bobo and um we've got the etc uh tempest fell okay uh this one for hammer fell okay well it didn't actually but i managed to wangle a, a switch of weeks um but then i thought oh so and and then what I've, what's happened since uh tempest um i've sean mckechnie and myself we went to cancon um and we were there with we were uh, speaking to loads of people really really great people you meet all these people that you sort of like speak to on twitter and that you you watch on youtube or whatever and they're a really bu- great bunch of lads a good shout out there to the kiwis as well because they they adopted us they they took us in and they made us feel really welcome so cheers to you guys um but yeah we made a i think dan from aos shorts had uh had, had done some kind of a, a thing and um it we traveled something like 10,549 miles from Common Ground Games to CanCon. So from leaving Tempest on the Sunday to get into CanCon the following Friday, uh, we'd done 10,500 miles over. So it was a 21,000-mile trip, uh, round trip, um, to uh, for us to to go from from tempest to cancon so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to start planting some bloody trees i think because i feel a bit of a bastard for that but uh but no that was pretty epic it was it was really good um that was my first oh no i've been to one six game tournament before i've never been to one that was in effects taking place at i don't know starting at midnight or something my whole brain didn't work properly um we, we got very drunk. We drank. We drank. I think two planes out of IPA on the way over there, and um, we were pretty messy. And then we got there and got straight off the plane and onto buses, and we went with the Kiwi guys. And then we all got really, really smashed that night. Really drunk. And then so the next day, we were all doing together. Then were you? Yeah. Well, it was a bit like the only thing I can kind of describe it like is um, a bit like a centre parks where. There was like a, a little complex with probably about 20 huts that slept eight people. And pretty much the entire site was filled with people going to CanCon. So really? right. you'd have like the, the Kiwis and me and Sean were in two. And then uh, the different uh, the different people from uh, various countries or from various sort of like regions were in other ones. So... Um, and people like uh, Clint like from Herald to Waru. Yeah, it was great. And then there was like a big dining hall, and um, 
the guy Doom and Darkness from the the YouTube channels hosted a barbecue. So there was like hundred and odd people wow. at a barbecue on the Friday night. All of us from uh, like going to CanCon. And CanCon's much more than just the AOS thing as well. You think it's just that, but it's like a big convention. So there was three and a half thousand people there. There was loads of events going on. AOS is the biggest, but then they had like all uh, stalls and things, board game stalls. I mean, me and Sean bought loads of board games and stuff just because we're stupid. Get back in the police. They were selling. I mean, it's ridiculous how cheap stuff was, but they were selling things like, you know, the AOS champion stuff. Oh, yeah. It was two booster boxes. Um, four starter decks, a play mat, and some other shit in a carrier bag, and they worked out at about nine pound for all of it. Wow! Yeah, it was madness. So I'm like, all right, I'm having these, and then I bought um, Walking Dead Risk. <laughs> Sean's like, oh, I can fit that in my case; it'll be fine. So, and then there, there was loads of um, like things like Star Wars Legion stuff, so stuff that's forty five, fifty quid here, like the the ATSTs. I was, I bought one for. Nine quid, ten quid, or something. So. Really? How is it? Why is it? I thought anyway, it was like more expensive. It's just I don't know. Random. Well, all the final, fan, all the fantasy flight game stuff was cheap in the shops and stuff. GW stuff was horrendous. Oh, okay. You, you wouldn't ever buy that there. But um, this, I don't know. It just had like um, just game stalls, and they were selling loads of stuff. It was really good. And then they had all the people who made like terrain and things, like the MDF stuff. And then people who made their own stuff. And then you had all the cosplayers and all them lot going around. And it was really good fun. So I, I definitely in, encourage people to, to go to some of that scale. Um, maybe. I mean, one thing I learned is that I'd probably go a week earlier and acclimatise <laughs> first. Because I felt fucking... I was rough ass. I think... I don't know what had happened. I had a sore throat and stuff, which might have been bush fire smoke. I don't know. And then I, I think I slept for nearly 20 hours straight at one point. I felt really bad on that first day. I couldn't play. I didn't know what I was doing. The second day, thankfully, I was feeling a lot better. And after losing three straight, ga- straight games on day one, it meant that um, I was, I was, uh, yeah, right, I did all right. So, quick shout out to my opponents there, anyway, because they were so nice. Anyway, I had Wayne Buck in game one. He had a Battleshock Immune Skaven army with 120 clan rats and 30 acolytes. I lost 18-2. Uh, Hugh Crail with Corn. He had six Skull Crushers and six Blood Crushers, a couple of Thirsters. I lost that 20 nil. Uh, a guy called Lockie. Oh, I can't pronounce his surname. Sorry, dude. He had Blister Skin Deadwatch. I lost 14 6. Then I had Chris Wilcox. He was a really, really nice guy. He had like MSU Beasts Army with loads of Ungors and a couple of blocks of Bestigos, big ones. But it was places of arcane power, so it, he, he couldn't shift my Mortarx. I won that one 18 2. What else did we have there? We had Aiden Nickel. He was one of the Kiwi guys, a young lad. Uh, he was really nice. He was a he was a good laugh. Um, he had to deal with me on Thursday night, and it was drunk stew. And I think that me and him were the last two people up after everybody else in the park had gone to bed, and we were outside chatting and putting the worlds to rights, no doubt. So he had me on game five. He had Legion of Grief, uh, two forties of Chain Rasps, thirty Reapers, and two twelves of Mermorn. Um but they they struggle to to re uh, regenerate models really don't they Legion of Grief and I uh, managed to kill his general early on with my harbingers and Neff so uh, it was a bit downhill for him a couple of bad priorities and I got that one twenty nil but he was a, a gent uh, he got uh, one of my best sports votes along with I think you voted for two so it was him and Chris 
I gave mine to. And last I had a guy called Steve. I think he was a firefighter telling me he had an Alarial list. I was worried, but my Harbingers uh, came on and, and took out uh, Alarial in a, in a turn. So I don't have his list, so I don't know. But everybody was really nice, the Kiwis especially. Um, but yeah, that was CanCon. Then I got back and then it was Warlords last week. And uh, again, um, there were three three good games. I was against Chalmers first and it came down to turn five priority in the end. Um, but yeah, he, he, he gave me a, a bit of a spanking and he was there with his coronavirus or whatever it is. He's got coughing and spluttering and trying to shake me hand and handle my models or whatever he was doing. So uh, I wasn't falling for that shit. Uh after that, I had a dinosaur army, which was uh, it was nice. Uh, it was it was very new, um, but um, yeah, Neff and uh, Neff and the dragons did bad things to him. Um, and then last, I had the KO, and, and as I say, I'll talk about that a bit more maybe on my next my next one when I talk about uh, this army that um, good old Liam's going to make because I, it was a schooling, and he was a really nice bloke, and I think he was shocked that I took it so well that he gave me such a such a beating. Um, but it, it was it was a sight to behold, and and I'm not a bad loser. <laughs> I never have been. And if I get uh, if I get badly beaten, then as long as I learn something, I really don't mind. And and I learned a lot. That flying high, the garrisoning. I thought I'd screened so well, and then he dropped out of the sky. He spent loads of Aether gold command points, and he just popped Neff down to something like two wounds. Um, uh, like. He, he dropped 30 inches away. I thought I had everything covered and he, he got in there. So I'm just going to give him a quick shout out, actually, because, uh, sorry about this, because I want I want to at least name him. Uh, so Matthew, Matthew Raylan, uh, Rylan, sorry, can't, can't read. Uh, but yeah, he, um, he he absolutely smashed me. 18-2, I think it was. He got 2,000 points. He, he, he tabled me and I got 350. So well done to him. I'll talk more about that next time. But that is my medley. And then I've got Hammer and the narrative event this week. So that's my hobby. Oh, there you go. So I'm going to breathe and open a, a third can of tangerine, clockwork tangerine. Do you want to tell us about the, the rankings for 2020, Scott? Yeah, it, it, well, I'll try. Um, Briefly, we, we do need to get JP on because he's the um, he's the new master and and brains behind the the new system. Um, but the quick kind of short message that is in my little brain as well is it's 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 basically the same, um, other than he's got a website up. Um, so if you look at uh, well, it's it's currently on his age. What's it called? Age of Sigmulator or something. Um, let me try That's get, not going to get people that. Let me get this right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, age of age of sigmalator dot com. So s i g m u l a t o r. Um, age of sigmalator dot com, and there's a link in there to the northern ranking. So it's it's piggybacking a few of his little things he's got in there. He's got a kind of uh, um. Uh, his new things. Simulator. Sig- yeah, I can't say it. Like simulator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's like uh, put in your your stat, your weapon stats and stuff. So that was he's had that for a while, and it sort of maps out probabilities and stuff. But he's put the northern rankings on there, um, so it, that that'll be changing and expanding. So it's it's on a website finally. So I've been I mean, wanted to do this for a couple of years, but JP's much more tech savvy, and he's he's got new ideas he's put into it. Um, the new way it's working out the rankings. Um, is, is, is changing as well so rather than being a sort of classic 
sort of uh, you know the Ben Curry rankings and the, the New Zealand rankings and all the all the rankings are sort of linear, um, start to finish, uh, inside an event. The the, the points are are non-linear, so there's a sort of shape to the distribution it's of the points. Bell curve. Yeah, yeah, bell curve within the within the event and the way we're working out points available for the event is still it still amps up with number of players in it but the way he's doing it it's now and he, he's, he needs to come on and explain this properly um i'm not even sure he fully understands it yet so it's a kind of living <laughs> it's a living breathing beast that's kind of we're, we're taking taking time to understand it but the points still go up with the number of players in the event but they are less of an effect the higher the number of players if you see what i mean so if you compare tempest which had 44 players to like bobo which has like 200 players there's not a huge vast difference as there would be had i used my old system which which unless you cap it obviously so that's one thing and the way the way the reason he's doing that is we can then compare our events more closely to other uk events or any other event he, he can put any event into it it's because they are they're, they are more compatible, though, in the yeah. sense that if yeah. you've got a 200-player event, then you assume that there's going to be more higher-skilled players there, but there's also going to be more lower-skilled players. So yeah. your chances of meeting those extra higher-skilled players is no greater than if you were at an event where by the time you get to round five, there's only a handful of people on four wins. Yeah, yep. So it dilutes down, so that's why... like. 60 players on the Ben Curry Bad Dice rankings is just a arbitrary assigned yeah, exactly. number exactly. Uh, that doesn't really have any standing in um, the, the top of the event. So, it's much better. I, I, the reason I, I sent a message to the, what, uh, to the Facebook chat that we've got to say that my phone was going in a box uh, <laughs> for, for an hour, it's because my phone is literally non-stop messages from JP with these new stats for something. <laughs> like He's just... Uh, he brightens up my day with his <laughs> messages, but it's, uh, he's got some crazy ideas. It's cool. I thought, about, the, I, I thought when you said that you were putting your phone in a box for an hour and you'd see I know what you were thinking that you, <laughs> that you were going to um, entertain your lady or something. So I thought you were uh, you were I talking. I was. I was also trying nurse. to escape JP. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you want to see more information about it, he's putting some stuff on Twitter drip feeding it and he, I think he's going to update the website as well so at JP Gannis get him on get him uh, on we'll, we'll definitely get him, him on we'll we'll need to, we'll get it, it needs a multimedia presentation it needs to put like a kind of <laughs> you know a, a PowerPoint presentation to comp- accompany it online you know stream the whole thing a, a YouTube video would be great um, yeah because there's lots of data there's graphs he's putting out with these weird and wonderful kind of distributions of points and, and ways of mapping it and Looking at player average, faction average, and if you he take could the do it as a TED talk. And... Like one of those videos that Troy, uh, Troy McClure does in Simpsons. Yeah. Hi, I'm James Gannis. <laughs> he's got the accent for <laughs> it. Welcome to my mayhem. <laughs> the one bit that he's doing now is uh, something that you're a big fan of yourself, though, Scott, isn't it? Where he's uh, pointing out the fact that the faction isn't necessarily the reason why people are finishing top. Now, it's definitely a contributing factor, but. He's uh, mapped out it's at least 60% uh, player skill, 40% army from what he can see. And obviously there's some blurred line there in the sense that good players always pick good armies, but 
Um, it, it definitely, you can see when you look at uh, like some of the players that are at the top when they play something that's maybe considered not on meta and they do really well with it. Yeah. Just goes to show you that it doesn't necessarily mean they matter what army you take. Yeah. As long as it's got the tools. It's a, it's yeah. really interesting stuff. The way it, you start to think about it and you get down one one path and then and you think, oh no, but this is the way it actually works. And you know, you find yourself jumping around. And is it player? Is it army? Is is it both? It probably is a combination of everything. But it's interesting stuff. He's he's got like player, um, like your score. Like like you're saying, if you if you take your, um your results without the faction you're playing for example and then flip it around you know there's there's there's, there's loads of cool ways to look at it and he's he's uh, he's, he's good at crunching all the data um so yeah we did tldr we need to get jp on and talk about it properly um yes because it's, it's cool stuff yes I mean, you but, can offer it you can invite him we'll do we'll yeah. do um we'll have <laughs> that fantastic and then we'll have a uh, jp stats yeah so in, in the meantime ageofsigmilator.com and click on Northern Rankings, you'll see the Northern Rankings in there. So, um, and just to shout out to the Newcastle guys, that they're, they're they're making a big surge this year. They, they, they've clearly targeting the the Northern Masters, I think, as well. So, um, we'll mm-hmm. see we'll see more of them up here, and it's good to see their events um, starting so strongly as well. And we should see more of them, I'm, I'm sure, down there in Newcastle. So, shout out to them guys: Chalmers, Martin Swaffield, Hudspeth, and Co. Um, yeah, keep it going. So it's yeah. it's say as well a shout out to them um, and their venue, the Battle Bunker, where I went oh, yeah. to their event last week. It's really, really good. It's really nice. It's big. Um, loads of space around the tables. Every table's got a sideboard. Um, great terrain. There's mats on every table. There's a shop with snacks and stuff in a little cafe bit. Um, parking outside. Uh, it's it's definitely a good venue. Um, the only thing. And it's not a problem for me. The only the only thing that was there was one or two gripes about was the fact the tables are very low. So if you're a taller chap, you've oh, got to do a lot of bending. Uh, I think that John Craig would last about 20 minutes uh, <laughs> at the place. I don't think it'd do him any favours. But there are stools, so yeah. um, it's like that one it, world you can sit down. Oh no, it's a lot lower. Oh, is it? Yeah, they are very low, very low. Yeah, um, but. It's a great venue. Um, there, are, there was a lot of nice guys there as well, new guys. So it's a good scene there. So people should check them out and go along. I guess you should mention the the award, the the the, the, the prize, suits. the suits. Yeah. So Scotland, um, they used to have a uh, there was a board of Reavers uh, gaming club, um, and the Warlords and them used to have interclub competitions. And what they did was they. Um, they burned the first, you know, the um, the four-page booklet of the rules or whatever it was, uh, and they they captured the ashes within resin, and then they <laughs> they shaped it into a trophy called the suits. Um, so this is like a, it's like a little tiny clear trophy. Uh, unfortunately, the the Reavers guys um, packed in AOS, um, so um, it's been sitting after. After being contested for a few years, it's just been sitting with the warlords. So what they've done is they've uh, they've revived it, um, and they're going to have it as a between games. And so what they did was, um, because there were seven of us coming down from from Scotland, they randomly drew seven warlords players. I was wondering how it was um, done. Yes, yeah, so they just randomly drew them. 
And then we had a dropout last minute. Um, unfortunately, uh, Andrew's big blue balls had made him sick. So he had to drop out that morning. And uh, and so they had to randomly drop one guy out of their team. And it was Chalmers. Oh, was it? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, he, he got binned off. Um, and then what they did was they, they just played the tournament as normal and then added up the points scored by the two teams. Um, so for the first two rounds, the Warlords won. But in the last round, um, aside from myself, because <laughs> I, I got smashed, um, the 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 Scottish lads really, really did well. So I think in the end, it was something like 51 points we won by. So I didn't even have to travel. Um, <laughs> I didn't even score anywhere near that. So I had absolutely no impact on the trophy. But, uh, Water boy. But uh, they were very, they were very, um, they were very kind to me, our our compatriots, and they had me go and collect the trophy. So that was nice. So we all got around, got a photograph and a shout out as well to the bazooka who um, who brought home the first place, smashed it yes. all up with his yes. deacon. So no, it was good fun. Um, yes. So the suits is now sitting in sitting in my car. So we can either put it on display in Common Ground Games or I can take it to Orkney and they'll never get their grubby mitts on it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll have to see. So, so yeah, that was good fun. Does it does it float mm. the trophy, do you think? I don't know. Is it a lead to your, your house? <laughs> so I don't know what we'll have to do, but we'll, because uh, they just did it from the Warlords, we'll have to come up with some way yeah. for uh, how we defend it because we can't just say everybody in Scotland's in the random draw yeah. maybe it should just be a Six Nations team Nathan that's probably the the uh, fairest way of doing it <laughs> the best you've been well awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there you go so that was that was suits uh, okay so that, that's good um, just looking at the time there so we're on an hour which was our cap because we, we're trying to make things more concise and me not ramble drunk, which is what I've been doing. Uh, so we've got Hammer of the North and the narrative event this week. I'll speak more about the narrative and, uh, next week uh, when I speak to Gary, because a lot of it's just more about the visuals we're going for. Um, it, I'm not going to go into it too much here. What I'll probably do, as I say, is talk about it next week and how it's going to how people will win and the way things are going. It's 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 not your standard pitched battle. Uh, sort of tournament. Um, there's, there's two acts. There's the morning and the afternoon. Um, you've got one opponent in the morning, and that is more like a pitched battle, but more narrative. So you're scoring narrative points um, by doing certain things in the battle, depending on who what your army is. And then in the final battle, um, there's there's a big long run of tables, and there's realm gates to side tables. Um, so it should be fun. Uh, and people again, it's. Uh, it's a, uh, they've got their own hidden agenda type narrative things they've got to score, um, and it's whoever scores the most narrative points who will, who will be the the champion, regardless of how the story plays out. It should be fun, a bit different. Um, I've been pestered a few times as well uh, to to announce our ETC team. Um, has the Six Nations team been formally announced now? The most up to date and nailed on version Nathan uh, it has been within the community but I've not put out a, a tweet yet for the update 
Um, okay. I, need, I still need to get the passwords actually for the Twitter account. I thought we were into doing that. I think I lost it before. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Uh, do you do you want to mention? Yeah, it now don't mind. Yeah, I think I briefly mentioned it on the last time we recorded, but um, Mike uh, Callahan's uh, stepped down, uh, so I've taken on the role of captain. Andy Curry was a uh, previous captain and also went for uh, vice captain at the same time, and it was a dead tie, so he's been asked back to be uh, vice captain in the place of Mike. And with John Bayless stepping down for similar reasons as Mike, uh, we've got Callum Sinclair stepping up to fill his shoes, big shoes to fill indeed. But confident, he's uh, well, he's confident enough in himself, so I don't even need to be confident in him. <laughs> he's a gobby wee shite. To be honest, but, uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, taken on uh, Six Nations spot for the first time, so we've now got uh, Callum Sinclair as a new Six Nations member. Uh, we've got Craig Graham as a new Six Nations member, David Jack, uh, Paul Deduca has stepped up from coach last year. Um, he's uh, going to be our ringer after beating uh, Russ the Face Veal as a spare player for Team, Ar- uh, Team Wales last year, wasn't he? Yeah. So he's uh, stepping up. Um, and then we've got returning players in uh, JP Gannis. He's uh, our three-time Age of Sigma Six Nations player now this year. Yeah. Uh, we've got Lee Martin, who's been to all of them. I think. No, yeah, he, didn't, he, did, he didn't go in 2018, JP. Yeah, so he did 17, wow. 19. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. So it's just Lee, Lee Martin, isn't it? He's, he's the constant. Yeah. Yeah. Andy yeah. Curry was at the first one as captain, yeah. and he's had a bit of a hiatus since, and then this will be my third one as well, third in a row. Hopefully third time lucky, because I think we've actually done progressively worse <laughs> since I joined the team in second, last, then last, so yeah, aiming and, for and top five it, this it, year. And since, I, since I stopped playing as well. So yeah, since you stopped good. playing, yeah, yeah so that's maybe we should have had you on. If somebody else <laughs> drops, you're on the team, Scott. So. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Yeah, we've got Scott as uh, coach for Six Nations as well, although due to mine and Andy's uh, work and other commitments, you're almost doing most of the sort of captaincy organisation just now, so it's a kind of a triangle, or a, a love triangle arranging this thing. It'll be <laughs> no, good we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. And and as far as uh, the, the, the second team goes, so B-team. for the ETC, we are the B team, um, we had a lot of people who asked to come along, which was a lot more than I I anticipated. I thought I'd just get a couple of people who said, oh, let's go for a pint, and, and that'd be it. Um, but they made me choose. We got in the high teens of people that were keen. So that was really good. Wow. Um, and it, it, again, I think it was people who, you know, as a bit of a warm-up for... Uh, doing the the bigger event, and it was people who were less intimidated by the the Six Nations side. So, uh, with the the soft and cuddly, um, the icebreaker. So we're the fluffer for you guys. Uh, so basically, ourselves, my team. Then, so I'm I'm being the captain this year. It's a it's a dictatorship, a tyrancy, as uh, as Mike reminded me that um, you have an elected setup, and I'm just. I just basically um, yeah, nominated myself and went for it. So there you go. Um, but then, and then, rather than have any kind of transparent or 
um, performance and attitude based test uh, approach to selecting. I just pick my mates um, and people who <laughs> oh, <boys. laughs> are going to come and get drunk. So yeah, yeah, that's all. So there's myself. Pretty much the same as Team England. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then our second in command and vice captain is JP, who's straddling two camps. So he's uh, he's helping with the pairings and whatnot when we when we come to be doing that. Uh, we've then got the master of puppies. We've got Spadge uh, coming along. Um, hopefully we can convince him to take just puppies for days and <laughs> or trogs or something. Oh, you list, fun. yeah, goodness me. Yeah, and then we've got um, uh, John Craig former player uh, for the Six Nations who's uh, he's my my dancing and drinking buddy normally at 4am he takes me to really ropey clubs and dances to shit music so so we've got John uh, we've got Sinky as well who was um, selected with us before he got promoted in yours but he wanted to he wanted to stick along and, and go to both so that's fair and we've also got um, Phil McGuinness who was um of the fame of doing great with his skill monks over at um, Bobo last year. Um, so Phil's coming along. He's, I think he's pushing KO around at the moment. Uh, and we have a vacancy or an opening if anybody does want to come along and hold the clipboard and, and do the uh, do the coachy thing and see how this sort of a thing works and then maybe give himself a platform for stepping up next year. Um, give us a shout. Um, that'd be good fun. I'm um, sure it'll be all right. We're looking at uh, just flying out. It's in Luxembourg, um, but there's cheap flights with EasyJet um, from Edinburgh. Uh, so, so we're gonna we're just gonna go on masse as a team. And um, there's a singles event a couple of days before. Although two of the team are playing Song of Ice and Fire in the singles event, <laughs> um, the rest of us are playing Sigma. But there you go. And then. Um, and we're, we're going to head back on the Monday, I think. So that should be a good crack. So if anybody wants to come along, um, we you don't have to you don't have to be Scottish. We have we're allowed to have two players who are um, who are uh, not of this nation, or not living here, or not grandparents from here, or residents. So um, we've got we've got our uh, is that ETC rules then? GP, yeah. yeah. So the, we can have another though. Um, so and the idea is, if somebody does want to come along, then if John Craig's too hungover to play, um, you'd be looking at stepping in. Um, so so there's a real chance that you might get a game. Uh, so yeah, give us a shout if you're interested. <laughs> um, yeah. So etc. Thanks for everybody, and sorry to those folks who who couldn't uh, couldn't fit in. But we're allowed to take up to two non-playing people to act as coaches or what boys spectators spare players um so if anybody anybody wants there to also, come there also will probably be the world's team is there still doing the that united, they have nations. Like united nations team yeah probably yeah, have two i'm not too sure i think that they're going to be trying to tap up a few of the non-playing people to act as referees as well so um, okay. But anyway, just get in touch if anyone's interested. We're, we're going to be looking at booking flights. Um, uh, what month are we in now? March. So if you're keen, give us a shout. And that's ETC and stuff. So I think I think 
There's one or two questions. We'll do that instead of looking at future topics. So, here you go. They're only quick ones. Don't worry. One thing um, quickly, I'll just while we're on Six Nations ETC. So, uh, Sinke Callum, who's doing the who's in our who's in the Six Nations team, he's um, oh yeah, he's got a raffle um, kind of ongoing for the next. Well, I don't know. I don't know what exactly when he's planning to draw it, but there's tickets available. Um, I'm trying to. Find... I think it's for the old world is doing it. I think he's drawing it there, isn't he? Yeah, so there's a, there's there's like uh, three or four bottles of gin at the moment. I don't know if he's planning to increase it or not, but it's it's all brew dog stuff. So he's he's he's, he's got plenty of um, uh, lovely brew dog gins. There might be some beers as well, actually. I'm, I'm... There is, there's a lot. Yeah, you can select your crate. He's doing it that way. So if you win, uh, you tell him which crate you want and. You get it. He does have a Facebook page set up for it, but basically, if you want it, and anyone, it's not just people at events um, that can buy tickets. Anyone can buy it. It's like a big raffle ticket, basically. So anyone can can buy tickets. Anyone listening, your your mum can buy tickets if she wants. So, <laughs> or your yeah. there you go. Valentine's Day is coming up tomorrow. You can uh, yeah yeah there you go yeah just surprise your good your better half with a yeah. with a five pounds of um, Age of Sigma. Uh, raffle tickets. Yep, yep. So get, get get in touch with any of us, um, and we can facilitate, and you can get some yeah. uh, some brewdog gin in your in your life for free. Yeah, tick- tickets are a pound each, um, but really, you should buy five. Five's a good number. He does have a Facebook um, group, unless you want to try to find it. But I'm not really yeah, good. he does. But I think there's links on the on the various uh, Facebook page, but just. Yeah, we'll maybe put a, a link on yep. our Twitter feeds too. We'll do that. No, thank you very much, and thanks, thanks to Sinky. Um, yeah, hopefully this brew dog in. And, uh, and the reason the reason we're doing it is to to, to be upfront is to, to raise extra funds for the Six Nations and ETC teams to lighten the load a little bit, um, go towards dice, shirts, travel, etc. So to kind of add a bit of money into that pot. Um, so that's greatly appreciated if anyone does take part. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Uh, so there's only a couple of little questions, and they're not not serious or big. So to me, who was my favourite Kiwi at CanCon, and why was it Big Sean? That's from Big Sean. Um, Big, Big Sean's uh, uh, the co-host with with Tubbs from Notorious Podcast, and the who were uh, a pair of stars. They they bunked up with us, and they really did look after us. You should give them a listen. They're uh, <laughs> funny as fuck. Uh, they're a good pair. I expected Tubbs to be fat. <laughs> Tubbs isn't fat. He's like this muscly guy. He's uh, <laughs> He took me by surprise. I kept looking at people thinking, which one's Tubbs? Uh, and it wasn't who I thought it would be. But yeah, they were sound. They were really nice guys. And they gave me some dice that worked. So the the notorious dice. and I and I And I get to... To sing notorious at people when I roll them as well, which is quite nice. Used to uh, so, so yeah, I did. Yeah, the notorious dice uh, are not letting me down. The good. So so yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it's it's Sean and Tubbs for giving me those cracking dice. Although I think that Dan might have given me one or two of those dice as well. So so thanks to them. Uh, they are all uh, great blokes, uh, and I'm sure the Aussies were as well. I did speak to a couple of them. Um, but I think people were just in with their own club mates and things and um, with smoke from fires and and rabid kangaroos kicking about the place. People were <laughs> hiding indoors. 
So I did see kangaroos, which was pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was good. Uh, so here's one. Uh, does AOS need fixed and how would you do so? That might be a long one, but does it need fixed, Scott, and how would you fix it? No, it doesn't need fixed. It's doing it's doing nicely. It's it it, it needs it I, I, needs nudged along occasionally, but fixed is too strong a word. I, I think that we've heard Liam and Nathan's views on this earlier on <laughs> yeah. in the what's good and why section. So I think that there are there are a couple of suggestions there on on how how maybe things could be fixed a little. Okay, I, so I think maybe just, the, uh, the, the FAQ window's not big enough. The right, window's right, right, too right. big. I think the FAQ six month window is too big for like what happened with Slanesh where they were allowed to roam free if as they as it was worded yeah should never need an faq actually frequently asked question yes and errata no they shouldn't need errata to be fixed uh, unless obviously again they should never get to the point of where something is so poorly worded in a book that six people read it different you know what you know what's it so don't get moaning about it, and it's good that they've responded, particularly with the zinch. They've kind of errated their errata, even just yesterday, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So they're continually updating things, and they seem to be more open to doing that. Blah blah blah. But you know what's annoying? And, and there was a post someone put it up somewhere, probably in the WhatsApp chats. Um, if you look at the the, the new Sisters of Battle, they're what they called. They have their Destiny Dice equivalent. I can't remember the name of it. Fate Dice. Fate. Uh, Fate. Fave something, yeah. Yeah, whatever they're called. Fave calls or something. They're, they're, like that. they're yeah. destiny dice, basically. They've, they've they've used that mechanic in their codex, and if you look at their mm-hmm. at their page of allegiance abilities, the way they've worded it, you know, the equivalent page in the codex is beautiful, and it, it, it see different rules writing teams. Well, exactly. That's your issue. Exactly, but that's that is uh-huh. your issue. No, totally, is. but see, should they all the go folk, through the same people? Well, should they, all they could the talk to each other. They could look at each other's work. <laughs> yeah. They probably share an office. That's it. Um, What's it, well, that's it. Why is it going to print before the playtesters yeah. are playing it? Well, as what gets heard anyway, they're playing it after it's probably even went to printers. Well, exactly. And their release schedule is too hectic. They're, they're they're pushing things out the door. They're making loads of money doing it. You know, they can see you see what they're doing it. The 40k community wouldn't stand for it to be any other way. But you, Look at the the fallout with Iron Hands and how quickly they fix yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but did you, the, did the you communi- see the, the, when the community gets angry, they fix stuff. Did you see the? But Zinch are in the same problem. Zinch right now are the same problem that Iron Hands are to space to forty k. Like Zinch um, are uh, the level. Of it's just not as big. No, it's a, that's it. It's a problem. Like if we were playing with what. In the UK, say two thousand people a month, like what forty k does easily. 4K easily has 2,000 players a month playing in events, I would say. Must be near that. Maybe not just in the UK, but certainly around the world. There's big events in yeah. America almost every month, isn't there? But yeah, there's, there's, yeah. Just, there's not, not as big a, not as I, big I a light shot. I think last year was an exception. I think last year was oh, an totally. exception, totally, though. Totally. They really were pushing to get those books out to try and bring everything up to the same sort of level, being... Oh yeah, everything had allegiance ability. Most, so most it doesn't set stuff. precedent for quantity over quality. Well, no, I don't, quality I don't think slip. it will. I think that they were just pushing it, and I think that now we'll see things slow down. Hopefully, well, enjoy yeah. some players. You say that, you say that, right? So forty k the year before was like AOS last year. They released all the codexes. They're now doing the Psychic Awakening books, which they're like on their fourth or fifth one now. And and did you see what happened today? Yeah. The, the 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 kind of Tau themed one 
which has got the new Shadow Sun model on the cover. Um, brand new mm. model, you know, probably probably amazing. I, I have no idea. I don't know if it came very well. Cool model. But in this book, they left the points out of, out of it for Shadow Sun. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They kind of admitted it today on the Facebook page, on the 40k Facebook page. They, get, they did that, they they did that the same with wrong. the Space Wolves one. They did that with the Space Wolves. Remember they said, oh, by the way, the points in the book's wrong. Yeah, yeah because it's just, they do get stuff wrong, but like the guy's 40k has comp. So, yeah. well, they, yeah. they, they don't even do the missions, do they make their own? So, it's, it's just, it's yeah. fierce that way. It's the next question. It's your next question. the argument. Which end result gives more kudos? Winning an event with a powerful army or just doing well with a far less powerful book? Taking part. Who shouts the height loudest? Who wins events anyway? Which, 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 one, which one gets the most uh, honour? Actually, which is I just got everyone on this podcast except you. Stu <laughs> won an event. Could just be... Yeah. Yeah. Have you? yeah. No, with, Legion, with Legion of Night. Well, this was one this, last year this was the of Carnage, Carnage wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was only an eight-player event, but it was elite. <laughs> and I had my uh, my co-pilot well, who helped me out. Well, there. I'm going. I'm going. So the legions of Nagesh. What's their win rate though? Last year it was like what fifty something percent. It's that not like Mon Tribes forty-eight percent, though, is it? Do you know what I mean? Not so, the end of the year. Not the end of the year. <laughs> legions of Nagesh. Well, I'm going to the next Carnage. Legion so. of Night was really high, but that's because. I, because it's such I a small play field, it's, yeah. a, it's exact same. Yeah, like that's like that's the same argument when you say 40k. Like if one person played, oh, I don't know, what's the oldest book? Or like Necrons were doing well at the last event. When was the Necron event you won? Was it November? Yeah, yeah it was just before Mass. Well, no, it was, the, um, it was the weekend after Howling. Yeah, it was the weekend after Howling. Thing well, was, um, Howling, it, everything's it do, doesn't it didn't go into the the UK rankings. So, and I was looking at JPs, and I'm in there as Sylvaneth. So, none of my stuff. Of, at the end of Legion November, Knight, at the end of November last year, Legions of Nagash was fifty point three percent match win. So, how much players? I win. How much games? Yeah, loads. Eight point something percent of five point five percent of that. So he's, he's if it's not in Ben, so he's pulled data off Ben Curry's website, and he's also pulling data yeah. automatically off tabletop.to, and it's not in there either. Uh, all right. So there's still a few holes. Yeah, we will fill them up. Yeah, that's the same, that's the same the problem with if TOs don't put the information of what army people are playing in yeah, or yeah. things like that as well. So, that so I've got that mucks up either. He was saying I've got the most I think recent, doing. I've got the most recent carnage. Sorry results, the one that was just after Tempest. And that's gonna go in, but it's not in yet. And he gave and he gave it to JP and he'll he'll computerize it. Sorry. <laughs> Transmogrify it or whatever the hell he does. Anyway. Anyway. I, I think that doing well with a less powerful army is is more honourable than winning an event with the but what's a less the powerful broken army? list of the day. I dunno. Well just something that's not had love for a while. I mean Something like when I don't know Nurgle. John Nurgle's Craig the, took his so his flagellant army, or like me doing all right with Legion and Knight, or people who stick with Corn and you know get a decent people like Spadge who managed to qualify for the Masters with running puppies all year. <laughs> I mean that's that's. I think that was due to your event being too big. That was again <laughs> that was a hiccup of the oh, system. Oh no no no! I don't, think like, any, I don't think any of them are more <laughs> honourable than the other. Yeah, but so it's. What you get out of the game? There's no honor in the game anyway. If you, it's just how you feel, isn't it? If you enjoy what you're doing, 
that's one thing. As long as you're not hurting anyone while you what you do. No, I I just think that I I think that I I personally value um, the hobby heroes that that run the off meta lists and go three two. But you said like his poppies list before, but now that scowl list would be classified as one what? of the most broken things from the book. I just think yeah. it's a very uh... It's a very separatist way Open. to look at it. It's true because someone like me would take something off meta and win a tournament and then all of a sudden not, it's on I'm meta. Not saying, I'm, I'm, not frowned saying, upon. I'm not saying I'm frowned upon. It's because you're disgusted, Nathan. It's just <laughs> exactly what, it is. I, I, what I'm saying is that I hold it slightly higher. I like cider, but I like ale more. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you're broccoli. I'm, I'm saying I'm that you're maybe, you're maybe a macaroni pie. <laughs> now I eat macaroni pie and I'll enjoy a macaroni pie. I could have pie. a macaroni pie every day. I couldn't eat a I could have you every day, Nathan. But it's, you every not, day. It, it, it's not a, a chicken vindaloo, is it? So you know you've got you you can like something too much and, of a good uh, thing, like something a bit more. A bad thing is that what we're saying? Too no, much no. of Nathan is too much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> is that what we're saying? Too much of Nathan in your ear. I'm not frowning on him or separating him. Sometimes I like to eat my macaroni pie. Other times I like something else. It's a euphemism. It's another one, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat your macaroni pie later, mate, Nathan. <laughs> no, nice. I'm not meaning to be divisive or separatist there. I'm just answering a question with my view. Some people, you know, I think that I think... seeing the way that the meta's going and picking a list based upon what's going to be powerful and being able to field that list is a skill in its own right and then being Again, able to pick something the... up no, I think and I'm run with it your way. i think uh, i do think it's more honorable to go and be three two and bump up the numbers at tournaments for people like me and liam to get more tournament points i think that's uh, <laughs> it's very honorable indeed they're, they're the coats a... that are put across the puddle that allow us to walk over. Is that it? <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Stuff the coats, just lie down. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the bomb, same way yeah. with that is the problem is, uh, Stu, is if you were a slow painter, say, and you went, like this year, you went. Slow painter. But if you went, or like, say, last February, you went, I'm going to paint a Zinch army. I love demons, I love this, I'm going to paint all this stuff. I love flamers, they're But shite. then by the time the book comes... <laughs> yeah, but by, but by the time you, the book comes... I Like, example, like say you just love the flamer model, you painted them, you you had them from when they were old, but it, and then you went... The book came out in January, and you'll be called... Like, you'll be called out on your... Oh, you've just got that because you're filth, but obviously people don't know the backstory of why you have that army. Because obviously no. there's been quite a lot of that in the WhatsApp chat of the Zinch, where people are like, this heartened by people's yeah, opinions I, of playing Zinch now? I don't mind. I, I'll, As I said earlier, I'll I'll gladly lose if I learn something. I don't think any less of somebody if they're playing a really powerful list. I do. I mean, again, I don't. I, I think <laughs> player that, strength. You, know, it's again, you can play a broken army but still lose. It's got... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but then you get pressure. Is it honourable like, if, if he just takes the... Just take a look. It's because it's uh, 60% player skill. <laughs> it's because of fucking Phoenix Guard, that's why. You must be negative percent player skill to have not won with Bonnie. I'm going to drive these rankings <laughs> in the ground. What's your list? What was my list? No crawlers. No crawlers. Oh, exactly. there you go then. Yeah, yeah see? That's... Not, not quite super filth, but... 
Why have you not got crawlers built? I've got one in my box here. I've not built it. But the list I want to take, uh, I'll probably take to follow the old world and uh, Heat 2's got six stalkers in it. So there you go. <laughs> I'm going for yeah, the 3-2 pitch. Stalkers are okay. Fits. They're just... Yeah. Again, they're, they fit a different point of the matter. They don't fit right now because the thing you want Bone Reapers to do is grind while they just slice things in pieces. Yeah, they are brutal. They help you in the Bone Reaper matchup, but they don't help you in... A lot of the other matchups, because Bone Reapers just do the same job. Bone Reapers are rent two on their own, so why would you need another unit to be rent free? Yeah. Rent free doesn't do much difference to rent two in the game. They can put more wounds out, but yeah, it's it's not like they're not the same. But again, you can't heal them. That's the problem. Yeah. What I find yeah. with them, like that's my the biggest weakness with them is they don't get healed. Yeah, they do. Unless you take a harvester, they just disappear, don't they? So anyway, no, I've I've only played three games with them, um, and yeah, it takes me a while to to find the. <laughs> the, the the sort of tram lines to make things click. So, but it was good playing Grizzlegore last night. East you? Played Nurgle. Yeah. We we had a good game. So goes good. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it turned into a thinking man's game. Yeah. yeah. I was dragons on the board. Four, five. Yeah. Two. Four. Two ghoul kings on terror guys versus two vampire lords on zombie dragons. So. So are you are you playing similar to? Uh, Ricky's one. Well, from no, he's, the he, he's got the zombie dragon, Ghoul King. I've got the Arch Regent and, and the Ghoul King on foot. Okay. But f- fairly similar. It was a complete fluke. I'd already decided to play it because it's in a box. <laughs> um, is it, so that, this example then, let's talk about that list. Like everyone says, obviously, fleshier courts aren't meta or they don't cope well in the game. But obviously, he won yeah. quite a large event and played some armies that. You wouldn't think Flash Eater Courts could compete with Fire Slayers. But. Yeah, I'd love to see how he did it some of the games, you know, just to see it sort of panning out. But uh, He's a good player, Rick. But, uh, that's, uh, I think that's a problem. Like, example, when they show streams, that would actually, actually be a thing. It's Streaming a is a good thing. By the way, if you yeah. didn't pick up on that. Yeah, aye. But still not a great mission. To it is when the Fire Slayers <laughs> need to leave a whole bunch of stuff back. When you can like bring on summoning with the the feck, can't you? From the table edges, from the objectives. Yeah, but he's spending CP for it. He's not got the free. Uh, he, he doesn't say that we're giving him just that's a really hard mission for fire slayers as well. But he didn't have any free summoning from the throne because he didn't have the guys on foot, so he's done well. I mean, yeah, it'd be good to see. But no, we did a good game last. Like, so, uh, streaming is uh, uh, you talk about other things good in the scene. Streaming is very good. Streaming is only downside is when they've put up matches like what happened with GW's Heat where you had two matches the last yeah. less than 20 minutes which was just dead t- uh, time again is that obviously people want to see the top table for round five yeah but again do they know themselves sensibly that Zinch are a problem like we've seen it on Twitter all week or month that Zinch were the problem why would they put them on stream and make it very hard for their uh, guys that are talking to talk really because you can't really after maybe the game that's after the yeah, I would say hey, here's a break we need a two and a half hour break so we'll just <laughs> but again that, like, that looks really again I don't know how that lo- that doesn't look good publicly I don't think does it does that look good publicly if you're you're selling this great game but a game's over in 20 minutes when again like you, you're going to stand around for two hours at an event. Obviously, Warhammer World, you're not standing around doing nothing for two hours. But 
looks good if you're in the market Driver for seat. a museum charming. Yeah. Thank you. I, here's a here's the buy it now box set that we've done for the winning of that. Like that's what obviously just player doing now. Should you should Games Workshop go back to that because they used to do it. I remember they did it for yeah. one of the Heat South, winners. It was South Coast. They did the, as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did ago. that. Would that be good for them to do that as well now? Like uh, here's a hit, get your friends to hate your box, which is a Zinch uh, <laughs> Dubuska Soft or a external flame one. I did it a few years ago when South Coast was yeah. the kind of top top dog event, which it isn't now. You know. Oh yeah, the, oh, which, the tickets are on sale, which. Again, that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't think they sold many of them, though. Is it the, it's not they April, and it may. April, April on. Yeah. Oh, it was boxing. early last year. Yeah. So there's so many events now. There's, year, so many new events, big events. They're all over the place. There's, there's no, there's no. That's it. There's, 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 no there's not the. Yeah. There's no There's no big ones anymore. Because Blood and Glory's moving again this year, isn't it? Yeah. I've noticed. Tennis exactly. club or something. It's moved again. Yeah, I saw that. It's because he's doing it at a different time of year. He's doing it at the same time as Masters, isn't he? So, no, is he? <laughs> so is it, yeah. I think it's I uh, the same the Masters. Didn't he move the Masters to coincide with it? Summertime. So that it's, 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 so that it's at the end of a general handbook's life, yeah, rather. Yeah. Again, that'll be a good window coming around. Well, will that be a good window? Next general's handbook. Masters 2020. Well, Northern Masters 2020 is going to be the end of November this year. Is that... There you go. Break, nice. Breaking news. Have you got? A, no, I won't qualify this year anyway. I've looked at my bloody performances. <laughs> my next, uh, my next singles event is Northern Invasion. Yeah. It's How are you going to fudge the points for the team events, Scott? If we win, we've got to obviously get like a full. Like, oh yeah, of like, course, team event. You're basing so, it like yeah. player. Let's push this team event because there's yeah. only four teams signed off. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, people. So, come and challenge us. You can come, come and, and challenge us. the best uh, UK podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Norway, we want a Norwegian team. Um, yes. But there's, there are there are a couple of Norwegian guys coming from uh, for for all the old world. So Chris and Runa. Team Wales. Yeah, we want all, we want or more team teams. Team Mercs, if you want to call them that. Yeah. You know? we'll, we'll, Let's just get the call out. It's we'll going. take anybody. Darren, get a team up. You know you love team events. Get <laughs> come on, get yeah. a team up. So that's in May. Yeah, Wrath, Wrath of the God King in May. John's running it. We need some need some uh, extra teams to sign up. There's only four, so it can take maybe I don't know what you said, twelve, no, fourteen, sixteen teams maybe. I don't know. Anyway, four no. four man teams. Twelve teams. Twelve teams four. is forty eight players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be tight. Yeah, but, yeah. We'll, we'll not get we'll not get full capacity, but we need more than four teams to make it make it good fun because it's two ten day, teams two day would event. be nice. Yeah, <laughs> ten, ten teams would be nice. Ten teams would be good. Yeah. So, is there an Orkney team going? Uh, well, oh, no, I thought... Stu's an Arty? No, but, like, <laughs> my Stu isn't be. Orkney. There's other people there. Yeah. Oh, but he's not been there for a month. He doesn't get The borders are closed. He just now, like, died. Yeah. <laughs> he, he lit a fire when he was in Australia, and he just he's obviously <laughs> waiting for it to be seen. I'm not a scouser. Come on. <laughs> I meant yeah. the torches, like the light the fires, Lord of the Rings. Oh, come on. These, these, you can't get these ones. We don't talk about lighting fires. We don't talk about lighting fires in Australia. It's really well, not the Well, we should, maybe should because the presidents and I don't care, you know, so. <laughs> Look at this politics. Politics now. No, I'm sure we'll, we'll sh- wait. there'll be an Aberdeen team, won't they? Won't that be where the film's <laughs> I'm playing on your team. <laughs> but I'll turn around with the Song of Ice and Fire armies. 
Kevin's <laughs> baby Stu. Team Lannister. They'll be Team Lannister. They'll be Team. I'll take my lot. I'll take my Lannisters instead of Petrifex Elite if that's what we want to do. I'll do that. <laughs> I'm taking Petrifex Elite. You're going to take a Petrifex Elite? I know what oh. you're taking. I've been told. <laughs> yeah. You're taking a really fluffy Nurgle army, I got told. That's it. That's it. Lots of beasts. One of every model. <laughs> One of each uh, Magus Lord. Yeah. Anyway. So... It's been a while since we've all been here, so so what's the outro music going to be? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask don't before because Scott will pick something really, <laughs> really ropey. <laughs> don't ask me. Because Scott's got to do the editing because I'm in a bloody I'm in a a, a travel a premiere in. I can't do it. Uh, it's going to be professionally done by you. It'll be professionally professionally done on Sunday, hopefully. Because I'm not managing. Can we just have the, can we have the outro music being the uh, music from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The royalty free music that they use. I remember that or a, or a bit of um something something Australian. Uh, well you could put the Game of Thrones theme tune. <laughs> 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 Do it with the cat version for YouTube. <laughs> that one's funnier. No, do the Peter Dinklage version. Not heard, that. <laughs> Not heard that. Peter, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Just search for it on YouTube. Ah, that's good fun. No, well, that's grand. Well, cheers for that. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say it's, it's good night from the premiere end. <laughs> Aha! <laughs> Aha! Bit of Alan Partridge. There we go. Sorted. <laughs> Peter Dinklage, 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 Peter